passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on a TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you use. And we are live. We are live on youtube.com slash postwrestling. Yes, still getting used to that. We've been we've been saying a certain thing for years and years, and now we're changing. We're on post. Hello, post room. We are. Yeah, we're in the, the post wrestling family now. Uh, since Saturday, we did the deadline post show. So we were on the post wrestling feed. We've inv- we've invaded the post wrestling feed. So hello, uh, all the people that may have liked us deadline and are listening to us again. Hello, anyone who's new, old from afar, because when it's Tuesday nights, Braden and Davey are here to talk about NXT. And you know why. It's because we're your NXT friends. 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 And we'll always be your NXT friends, no matter what. And tonight turned into, ended up being a pretty big night in the world of NXT. So we have uh, lots to talk about. Pop rocks, baby. And new. And new. Yes, we'll be getting all into that. Roxanne Perez, your new NXT women's champion uh a long time coming very very excited to talk all about that um but if you are watching live you might see things are a little 
different this week uh unfortunately i'm back in isolation it must be christmas time um yeah tested positive today but luckily feeling feeling okay feeling pretty good so uh so still able to to record and talk all about nxt which is obviously our favorite thing in the world to do yeah i mean this is uh already a, a great show because the internet is so off that you finished talking there and i'm like oh uh he's his mouth is still moving on the zoom call so we're off to a great start but we'll somehow survive uh on this yeah uh hoping you're okay i tested pause i'm gonna get the hell out of here as soon as uh i can after recording but we're in separate rooms it's okay uh you were wearing a mask mm -hmm. and, and we're being safe and all that stuff so uh happy that you're uh that you know you're okay and everything like that so far so um but yeah we're we're roommates but we're in separate rooms recording this right now we watched nxt separately uh i made some dinner and then fed you it was like dinner service room service at your door uh so it was lovely as well yes <laughs> steak some sausages some vegetables some guy fieri's kansas style smoky and sweet <laughs> sauce Town, barbecue oh yeah. yeah um i if i knew you were like i had bought all this stuff to make food already if i knew you were like not feeling too good i probably would have like you know gotten like ramen or pho or something like that but uh tea have lots of tea i guess is what you know what's on deck. you know what was interesting my symptoms are pretty mild i feel a little fatigued a few muscle aches and a little cough but nothing crazy but what was interesting is none of the remedies were making me feel any better like i take a, like some cold and flu tablets which normally kind of you know get you through a few hours and have some hot fluids and ramen or whatever and you feel good but none of it seemed to like change it at all so i don't know as much as we love ramen here in the bde i don't think it would have made much difference so it was all about the protein getting that strength up tonight with some some steaks uh well we we do have lots to talk about we do have I have, i'm having water now because uh that steak definitely i don't know how i'm uh awake right now after uh eating that but i'm uh I'm I'm excited for uh, what happened on NXT and definitely to talk about it. But I was also excited this week because uh, we did our first ever Poison Rana podcast, like our new like flagship show, our new weekly show over on our own feed. So go follow that feed. Poison Rana is the name of it. Go check it out. And we did a whole uh, just a whole show talking about all the hot topics in wrestling. And so far, the. Uh, the audience has uh, given us some positive reactions. So shout out everyone who's been shouting out us this past week. Go check that show out if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah. Really, really happy with how it, the first episode went. And I, I think we've got uh, some things in mind, some things we want to add or maybe change a little along the way. But so far, the response has been really positive. So go to youtube.com slash Poison Rana or sign up to Poison Rana wherever you find your podcast to to give us a go because uh yeah i i had a lot of fun i know we're gonna have a lot of talk to talk about this week with all this latest wall street journal vince mcmahon news coming out oh, and then boy. the vince mcmahon vice documentary is airing as we speak so already we're gonna have all that to talk about as as well as aw winter is coming so uh join us at 4 p.m this sunday on youtube.com slash poison rana uh for our latest flagship show yeah, we'll just be talking about everything that's going on, including Dynamite and uh, Winter is Coming as well, uh, which is tomorrow night, which I'm super excited to talk about and all that stuff. And uh, last plug, go to poisonrana.ca for all the stuff. But Patreon is where we also have a ton of other shows, including some very 
Christmas inspired stuff, including this weekend, we are recording a show with John Pollock. And that show is a special review from the six where we will chat all about, well, a different city, New York, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Uh, we're super excited. We're going to be recording this on Sunday. And I, I think we're, I don't even think I told Pollock this yet, which I guess we should. Uh, we're going to invite all the patrons to join in on the Zoom chat to basically watch us record this live and and chat and give us some you know live inspiration for the uh the podcast so yeah we're super excited about that and i know he loves that movie more than the original home alone so we'll find out why yeah this is one we, we're definitely looking forward to having people come along and chat with us i'm sure many of you have seen this film a lot of you have probably already seen it this year so uh come if you're a patron come along as we chat all about uh what is it the second one that's the the sticky bandits or the wet bandits this one sticky bandits the wet bandits the first sticky Web Bandits in the first, sticky they're this time, sticky. and they're in. It's a sequel, so you know what you do. You go to New York. Yeah. I can't wait till movies. I mean, New- Toronto's starting to get some love now, but like one day there'll be sequels of movies where it takes place in Toronto. That's what I, that's a world I want to live in. Uh, but yeah, that's a, yeah, that's the, a sh- the day, the day aliens invade Toronto in a film is the day yeah. we know we've made it, right? Or in real life. Yeah. Exactly. Um, We also have a top five show talking all about the different festive moments in the world of pro wrestling. So lots of uh, Miracle on 34th Street fights, um, classic Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus getting stone cold stunnered a bunch of times. Uh, Any wrestler versus Santa. We're going to talk all about different holiday moments in the world of pro wrestling and we, then we also did another we were show. basically just looking for any excuse to re-watch uh santa sandow against santa mark henry right that that's the only reason why we're doing this show speak for yourself i was watching uh sylvan santa versus batista in 2006 that's oh what I, okay that's what i was looking most nice forward to. or who could forget such classics as kurt angle versus santa claus in 2004 man they really did a lot of just wrestlers versus santa claus santa yeah also also it, it's easy heel heat isn't it you know yeah like when del rio hit santa with the with this car <laughs> we'll get into that uh we also did another movie review which a movie i've never heard about but we recorded this today uh rare exports rare exports a christmas tale yeah 2010 finnish film about the real santa claus um very kind of dark dry comedy horror um as yeah. we as we go into some finnish uh christmas folklore yeah so uh go check out all that stuff five bucks a month you get access to everything this week that we've mentioned but then everything coming out the week after that and including best match ever which is coming soon so uh go check out all the stuff we got going on on our patreon Re- retro nxt reviews all that fun fun stuff uh right as nxt was starting tonight uh, actually our fire alarm in our building went off like not like our smoke detector, like our actual fire alarm. So I, I was, I was puzzled first of all, because uh, you weren't in the kitchen, so it, it couldn't have been <laughs> you. So right away, you, you know, the blame was off you because you are a notorious kitchen fire starter, but um, I'm a fire starter, kitchen you fire are, starter. <laughs> you are. Uh, but then like, it was legit. Like we had the, our, our PA thing come on in our, even all the units in the halls. And the, it sounded like there was a little fire on the ninth floor. So we were mm. high above that. So 
I was watching the first maybe 10, 15 minutes of NXT with just loud sirens going off. Basically, it's it's a miracle. It's a miracle on 34th Street that this show <laughs> is going ahead tonight with the uh, with the COVID, with trying to... We've had some internet issues. I'm trying desperately to stream to the to the post YouTube, which is all very new to me. And then someone tries to burn the building down. And you know what would really help is uh, when we have these fire alarms and we have the person on the, like the Tannoy system telling us whether we should be staying put or evacuate. It would be really helpful if the person could, you know, speak clearly into the microphone so we actually understand what he's saying. Because every time this announcement happened, we come and we're like, all right, do we, should we leave? I I really didn't understand what he said there. Um, That, that would be quite helpful. There's a fire run. Stay where you are. There is nothing to be run for your lives. (laughs) That's what it basically. Exactly. Wait, what do we do? (laughs) Okay. I'll just cook my steak and watch NXT. That's what I'll do instead. So we survived and we're here somehow, some way, but yeah. Uh, So let's talk about some NXT. It's the, uh, the, the, the hangover of deadline is what we're Mm. calling this one. Really the deadline hangover show. NXT December 13th, 2022 live from the Capitol wrestling center in Orlando, Florida. And we start with the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge winner, Roxanne Perez. She comes out. She's the new number one contender. And she thanks everyone for helping her, uh, supporting her and making this happen. When we hear some horns from outside, we cut to the parking lot and we see a Hummer show up. This big truck honking away. And it's Grayson Waller. And Braden, I know last week you you criticized on the Grayson Waller effect how Grayson's shirt just wasn't really up to par this week. Well, I thought he came back uh, with a bang this week, sporting a very nice shirt as he's entering the CWC. It was it was a very nice shirt. I mean, he's off a, off a, a very hot win. Uh, I mean, mm. uh, I may not be the biggest Grayson Waller fan. I am a big fan of his shirts, uh, but I was a bigger fan of when he did the shoey after winning his match at deadline. So, I mean, he needs to get on the merch. He, he They have a new shirt and it just says like Grayson Waller, or it's his face or something. He needs to get on the merch and get the shoey uh, on there, on there pretty quickly or, or have one of his proper button up shirts that he always wears, but with just shoes all over it. <laughs> that, that's a shoey shirt. Shoey shirt. Yeah. Uh, I'd be, I'd be up for that. Yeah. Well, he uh, he says to give me the mic and the show doesn't start until I say it starts. So he comes into the arena. He's mouthing off and Roxanne tells him to shut up. And she says, I don't know if you know this, but I won too. And I actually did it before you and did it from the number one spot. Well, Grayson starts mocking her, calling her Booker T's favorite wrestler. And the reason why you were first is so you could get to bed in time. And I was hanging out with the biggest reality stars doing shoey after shoey after shoey. And you're right. It was one of the biggest wins of my career. And it was the biggest win of your career. But that's sad because that just means you peaked at 21 because you're never beating Mandy Rose. And this is where Bron Breaker, the NXT champion, comes out. And calls Roxanne the Iron Woman 
in NXT and says she went the full 25 and outlasted some of the best in NXT. And we don't give a damn about what you think because Roxanne is the future NXT champion. Waller then calls him Bronathan, which I, I quite liked. <laughs> Big part. Asks how his jaw is following his attack on Saturday and says it doesn't matter about the minutes. It's about falls. And I picked up two falls in the first 20 seconds. And I will therefore outsmart you and take the championship. They're all about making memories here in N NXT while I'm about making moments. And then Bron starts chasing Waller off through the arena where from behind Mandy Rose attacks Roxanne, attacking the shoulder as we end this uh, this kind of opening segment here. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty different that you have like the men who like interrupting the women kind of being like, yo, I don't care about you. I, I won the match, but then yeah. Braun coming to the defense of Roxanne, which is like, then can weave in the storyline. So I actually kind of really like that. Uh, they do that and they, they kind of should do that maybe more often. Uh, but I, I liked how uh, Waller Waller definitely like doing that Waller got like even more heat just for kind of, stomping on her parade being like yeah but i did this i did it better and, and that kind of thing uh but it, Bron... it's an effective way of setting up two programs in For like sure. a limited amount of time you know um and i i did like the interruption with waller coming out in the truck i i think he's he's very good at being like an aggravating prick you know yeah um and well we go backstage where jd mcdonough is being evaluated by the docs and well, as we know, McDonough kind of knows all about the anatomy and he basically gives his whole uh, medical update without even needing the doctor to say it. He's like, OK, so let me guess. I've got a bit of head trauma, but not concussion. I've got a slight abrasion here, et cetera, et cetera. But I should be cleared to compete as tolerated. And uh, then he he looks over and says, ah, that must be. Julius Creed checking into the medical, uh, into medical again. Creed, just like last week, reiterates that he's fine and that he was good to go at deadline, um, but says you had to do that stupid thing to my knee and now medical won't leave me alone. And Brutus issues a challenge, says you tried to hurt my brother while well, I'm going to hurt you. And that sets up a match between JD McDonough and uh, Brutus Creed for later this evening. Yeah, I, I like the the promo. I just had like this is nitpicking, but why did they decide to air it right in between that opening segment and then this next segment, which then just means Mandy was just standing there the whole time. So like to just say the segment was was fine. And this weirdo that loves pain and knows all the body parts, like calling out the creeds for being in this like, you know, checkup spot being like oh i know you're hurt because of this this like it it's cool that that's added to his american psycho character but why why did they randomly air this and then just go back to the ring when they're just waiting there yeah. like what it i didn't mind i i thought because i got the vibe from mandy you know uh from like the ROH show over the weekend after Dax got beaten up. And then I thought it was actually pretty badass. Dax lied out in the ring with the mic just by his head and he's issuing the challenge to the guns. I, I think that's what they were trying to kind of get with Roxanne here. Cause she's been beaten up. She would be still laid out in the ring. And she's like, no, we're going to do this tonight. But as you put, 
why was Mandy still there? Mandy shouldn't have been still stood around. And it it was a little thing like, was this meant to happen right away? And they cut to this clip beforehand. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I do. I did like JD kind of going through all his whole medical stuff. And like, he doesn't even need a doctor. He knows what's wrong. Because I, I like that. But then I also liked this next part with Roxanne. Mm. So, yes, Roxanne's in the ring. We cut back to the ring. She's getting up from her attack. And she calls out Mandy. She goes, Mandy, you think you're the biggest, baddest bitch in the game? Well, I don't want to wait until New Year's Evil. Put your title on the line tonight. Well, uh, Mandy accepts, clearly thinking um, that maybe the the injury um, would save her tonight. But yeah, Mandy accepts. And we've got our main event set for the evening. Mandy Rose defending against Roxanne Perez. She's not going to wait for New Year's Evil, as uh, they call on commentary. Yeah, I like this whole segment. I just, like, again, I feel like I'm just nitpicking, but it would have just made sense if it was one complete segment where she went, no, 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 where do you think you're going? You want to fight me? Well, fight me right now, tonight. Let's go. Which she's she pretty much said anyways after. But I, I, I liked the fact that they didn't just make Roxanne be the bubbly one who got interrupted by Waller. Instead, she stood up for herself, which is the story like going on into the match later. And and I think it almost um it kind of makes sense following the Waller thing. Like Waller saying it Waller was almost goading her into doing this as well. Like cool, cool you won the Iron Survivor, but that's it. She's like, "Well, I'm going to show everyone up tonight." Um we then cut backstage where Wesley and Stax are fighting. This was a very like with these uh kind of the the few opening segments here this was pretty non-stop uh and pretty chaotic the whole kind of first 20 minutes of this show so we see wes and stacks fighting backstage they brawl out to the ring and that sets up uh our match first match of the evening wesley taking on stacks and wes comes at him with this huge tope con hilo where he almost missed he he just hit his back on the it was on big. the floor here yeah it looked, looked like it looked back... pretty nasty like he he just made it where he didn't just like fully hit just the ground, but wow, ouch. Yeah. Um, after the break, Stax is in control and applies this deep single-legged Boston crab um as Wesley is kind of kicking at the face to break free. Uh Wes then comes back with his nice kind of combination body shots, like the palm strikes and the kicks, followed by a beautiful looking German suplex, and then his like handspring flipping Pele kick to the top of the head to put stacks away. Uh, one, two, three, um, pretty quick match, uh, just showcase for, for Wesley really. But I, I do think, uh, stacks is, is showing a lot of improvement and, and didn't look out of place here against Wes. I thought. Yeah. Uh, I always, even though the, the guy's gone, I still put down two dimes. So I clearly have not got o- gotten over <laughs> that. Even though that guy doesn't even call himself two dimes. He's Cole Carter now. But uh, yeah, Wes, Wes pretty much just getting the showcase here. But but Stax does have some wrestling. They definitely tried to tell that story with uh, Tony D and, and the stuff, especially the, the Nakamura stuff. But he was putting in like an STF that looked pretty good. I'm like, I feel like the wrestling is is there with, with this kid. But uh, this was pretty quick. After the match, Dijak comes out and is stood on the ramp. But with the distraction, Tony D'Angelo attacks Wes from behind. Uh, uh, so both gunning for that North American title match. I assume we're getting a triple threat some point down the line. Yeah, I hope we, uh, we maybe that's the uh, 
New Year's Evil show, I would imagine the triple threat for the North American. That would make sense. That's what January 10th. So what, three weeks away, four weeks away, something like that. Yeah. A week actually after <laughs> New Year's. So after I'm, New I Year's. don't know why that's the date, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, we go backstage and Andre Chase asks Duke Hudson, what the fuck was that handshake <laughs> with Drew Gulak? And he goes, are you entering the transfer pool? Are you trying to get a transfer out of Chase U? And and Duke Hudson's like, absolutely not. I, I'm learning everything from tra- Chase U and I've still got a lot to learn. Andre Chase admits that last week he was wrong putting Thea Hill in the match against Isla Dawn and... Uh, Duke jokes that, well, maybe you've got some things to learn in Chase U too. And tonight he's going to give Damon Kemp a Chase U size ass whooping. Yeah, I'm loving uh, the ridiculousness of Duke Hudson. And I I know everyone's invested in Sami Zayn and the bloodline, but we got Duke Hudson in Chase University storyline going on. Real ones, no, this is uh, not as good, but it's almost as good. All right. <laughs> It's, it's it pretty now. fun. It's and now you've funny. got the, the uh, I love the whole thing. Like, what, are you, you're transferring schools, Duke? You're transferring from a make-believe school Where is to Drew, Drew Gulak school that hasn't even set up yet? What other, tra- <laughs> like, yeah, Gulak, too bad Thatcher's gone because we would have had his, like, training, his school, the fight pits and all that stuff. But, like, Gulak doesn't have his gym yet. We have the Diamond Dojo. Like, Duke could go there. We, get out, we do have the Diamond Dojo, but like Duke has has uh, you know shifted around jobs back and forth. He could try hairdressing over at the uh, barber shop with uh, Trick and Mellow. He could uh, what else? Oh, he could try. His, he could be like a a warlock with um, with Isla Dawn. Which, you see, like there's there's different like schools yeah. and different. He programs. could be a crow as well. Yeah, a crow. Uh, he needs to talk a crow like <laughs> oh, the bird lady. Yeah, uh, yeah, the bird lady. The bird lady. Uh, he needs to talk to Kiana James and maybe maybe business. try and get that bar that he can turn turn into a, a training school. He could just get perhaps. into business with Kiana James and G and or yeah, like I feel like and, this guy, yeah, he's he's doing all right. Like so far, it seems genuine that like unlike the Sammy Zane bloodline thing is you want Sammy to be loved by them, that it, it makes them the baby face and everything. It's the same thing where Duke, though, was the bad guy joining the baby faces and now he's so far in that we're like no no no, he is one of us that when the eventual like nah i'm not is gonna be like very heartbreaking and wonderful yeah it's you're hoping he's genuine you've hope you're hoping he's changed but of course uh but i don't know can people change brayden no absolutely not (laughs) people can change uh women's tag team champions caden carter and katana chance come out um to join commentary for our next match which they didn't explicitly state, I don't think, that this was a number one contenders match, but they said this will have huge championship ramifications, which is, I think, WWE verbiage of this is kind of a, a number one contenders match. Yeah, we saw them at the the pay-per-view where they had the, the segments with them kind of fighting and brawling where you knew that this was where it was going. And I mean, it takes the it takes a longer route to get there, but we knew where it was going. So it's Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley from Diamond Mine taking on Gigi Dolan and JC Jane of Toxic Attraction. Uh, all four start the match by brawling in the ring. Uh, JC hits a rolling scent onto the floor. And then Ivy gets launched into the commentary desk, taking out Caden and Katana. 
And while Caden and Katana are mad about this, so take out Toxic Attraction, which causes the ref to throw the ring out, uh, throw the match out as uh, Tatum Paxley takes everyone out with a plancher to the floor. Um, but this this match really didn't get going at all. It was just to set up uh, what's coming a bit later on. Yeah, uh, they eventually announced that next week is the triple threat between the teams, and exactly where we thought uh, there, for there, the title. Yeah, yeah, for the for the tag titles. So I mean, this this didn't have enough steam. There was a few cool looking kicks, uh, and I like the team of Ivy and uh, Tatum. So uh, I'm sure this three way match will be pretty good. But I also see the titles not changing hands. Yes, uh, we see Fallon Henley backstage on the phone. And while well, she's very concerned, uh, she's talking bar business. It seems that well, we did kind of point this out the other week. There, there don't seem to be too many patrons at the Fallon Henley bar. Um, and Just business is down. Yeah, Br- Briggs and Jensen were the only people in that bar. So, yeah. And sure well, Briggs and Jensen say that they're there for her. They have her back and that 2023 is going to be their year. But yeah, the the Henley parents are having some financial issues right now, so could spell trouble for the bar. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a shame, but you know, uh, it, it, I'm happy that they survived the pandemic and stuff. But it seems you know, owning an establishment is still pretty difficult. You would figure in Florida, you know, bars are pretty popular. He's thriving, yeah. I mean, we yeah. we go to this bar all the time. Look pretty if, cool. We've if got we dance, lived, yeah, if we've we got dance, in... Paul and Fallon. What more would you? Want? Yeah, if we got to hang out with Briggs and Jensen every day, we would go to this bar every day. But we don't live in Winter. What is it, Winter Park, Florida? But I wish I did. But Briggs and Jensen definitely seem like characters we'd see at our bar regularly. You know, we go in and be like, "Who are we going to see today?" Oh, it's it's Briggs. He's going to slap me on the back and. Briggs, Find who doesn't know shot. how to talk to people in public, uh, yeah. <laughs> will will get too too lit too early, and then you got to like babysit and help him get in his Uber. Oh, then... that's Jensen. We're babysitting Sorry, Jensen. Jensen. Jensen, yeah, yeah. Jensen Briggs is the one who's always given us the whiskey. I think. Yeah, Briggs knows how to handle his whiskey. I'm sure for sure. But I hope this bar survives. Well, it's then announced we have a new official theme of NXT: Shredder. Um. Yeah, what, I what haven't is this? had a chance to listen to this yet, but they played the Wale song at the the beginning of the show, didn't they? I I, I swear that they did, but I swear NXT also has been I using think they different did. like different themes for different segments of the show. So I was a little confused at at what this was. Uh, it didn't even say the artist; it just said NXT theme Shredder, Shredder, and, and that it's available on like streaming services or something. So I was like, oh, that's weird. So it must be like in house. Like a CFO, not CFO, but like whoever they have. The new ones, yeah, whoever they are. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they would, because I like the Wale Down South one. I thought that's a that's just a sick song, but uh, sure. Uh, it reminded, like the name, obviously, Shredder, reminded me of Ninja Turtles, but hmm. it just uh, it's just another rock song, but okay. Yeah, we'll see if this comes into effect next week or if it's just, as you said, sometimes like these pay-per-views have like three different themes or whatever. So maybe that's what they're doing. Like considering um, Shawn Michaels is running NXT, you'd figure we'd get like Creed or Alter Bridge or something like that. Yeah. Our uh, way in, in the uh, YouTube chat is saying that Shredder is a banger. So so maybe Shredder we'll put on banger. some Shredder after this to 
to because I, I didn't really catch it from this clip whether this is a certified banger or not it could be uh it only played a few seconds of it so i'll have to mm. listen back we're backstage with carmelo hayes and trick williams and williams is kind of going through twitter and seeing what the internet is having to say and he's kind of like pointing out that well like people were kind of saying Melo's sort of losing his mojo a bit that Melo is missing that Melo's missing Ooh. and Melo says look i don't miss i still don't miss i just didn't win and if it was a 30 minute match i'd be going to new year's evil it's still me i'm still the a champion and trick then shows the picture of axiom doing the moonsault out of the penalty box and he says look everyone was amazed by that and then zooms in on carmelo hayes's face and is like look even you were amazed and mellow's got this great shot of just like whoa at this moonsault and mellow tells him to delete that picture <laughs> and that he's going to go for axiom next week and trick is like it's it's on twitter it's on the internet i can't delete it uh, but yeah, that sounds like an awesome match next week. Axiom and Mello, give it to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think uh, Mello and Trick were also looking at photos of Angela Bassett. Is that what they were talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're like, damn, Angela Bassett. Uh, and I, I concur. I concur. All right. Yeah. We go to our next match. It's Big Lads Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, the incredible wrestler Von Wagner taking on odyssey jones um this is kind of odyssey jones kind of sticking up for his friends idris and malik they like to go have fun they like to go party they try to cheer up sad von the other week after his loss and von kind of just told them to piss off so odyssey stepping they in did. here they, taking they, on von they, they for did a bit piss of big off. lads wrestling they did because they went to main event and they uh, were on some some dark matches this week for the main roster. Idris and, and uh, they were. Malik Blade. So shout out those guys. They've been absolutely stepping up. Uh, however, you know who didn't show up for the, the tapings that they were at? The sweater vest. So pour one out. He finally upgraded. It looked it looked like from pictures. Well, but... Von Wagner ripped it in a half, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Well, he still fucking wore one like last week or something. So as long as he's not wearing that going forward, he's good. And they'll be the most successful tag. They need to face the new day, obviously. Okay, but like the sweater vest sets him apart, though. No, it's like, it's sometimes these things, things are like goofy, and then it's like it's his thing, though. It's it's just it was, not it was the his best. dad's. It was the last thing his dad ever gave him ever gave before him. he before he died was a yeah. was a sweater vest. Uh, yeah. I love those guys. Lately, feel for the lad. But uh, I'm happy that he's not using the sweater vest. Uh, but this this match is is like these two are big. These two want to fight each other. But ever, since Odyssey Jones has come back and been featured on TV week by week, uh, it reminds me doing this show week by week that I don't know how to spell Odyssey. So uh, thank goodness for spell check because I. There's, I just don't know what I don't know. I can't do it. So uh, I was excited for this. Double S. Double, Double S, S. Two Y's. Yeah. Double two S. Two Y's. What do you mean? Uh, two y's? Well, well, a Y in the middle, like a Y, a y instead of an I. You're not helping now. You're not odd, helping. Odd, odd Y, double S, C. Yeah. I'll say OJ. Odyssey. Um, OJ versus VW. <laughs> I mean, when you're saying it, you just, you don't need to spell uh, it out. Yeah. Loud, yeah, do you? yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we're not writing reports on NXT. We're just talking about it. No. 
Uh, leave for the well. There's a big the... scoops. Sorry, I was going to say leave the reports for the the professionals because uh, John Cena has been writing some uh, some bangers over at PostWrestling.com lately. So uh, got to give him his flowers there. And you can hear more from John Cena on Shot in the Dark every Thursday starting this week on the Poison Rana feed, where John Cena will take you through everything in the world of wrestling that you may have missed, including uh, like main event. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, AEW Dark, AEW Elevation, all the Impact Wrestling, everything you might have missed, check out that show. And, well, we go to the match. There's a big scoop slam from Jones. Um, Vic Joseph is reminding us that these are two Division One football players. So, yeah, big lads. Uh, Stone tries to distract at one point, but Jones takes him out and then finishes Vaughn with just a big running splash for, I think, a bit of an upset win here. Yeah. Odyssey Jones pinning Von Wagner. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Von has just like had title matches before. He's been in featured in somewhat bigger matches, but uh he hasn't really been cooking too much here. Like not no, not not really not really moved on from exactly the way he showed up. Yeah, he's got a catchphrase. Too bad it sucks. Saying Von's world is not something that instantly gets you over. Ask Wardlow, he's suffering from the same thing. Um, but Von yeah. way, way less down the card here. Like Odyssey Jones coming back from this injury is looking way better than he did the last time we saw him. So already he's stepped his game up. Whereas Vaughn, like he's big. Yeah, I do still think deep, deep down there, there is something in Vaughn, like uh, specifically the wrestling, just because he does look like this pretty bigger dude, but it, it, nothing else. He's got nothing else rather than just the same old thing for quite a while now, where like, even if you look at someone like obviously bad comparison comparing to Carmelo Hayes, but like that guy just oozes charisma and stuff. But even that guy's character has like gone through like a lot in the last mm. like year or two, however, these two characters have been. So it's just like, he's still this, the big bully who goes, ah, so like, He'll just be doing this on every Tuesday, come Tuesday, for the rest of eternity, I, I guess. Because losing here, it's like, yeah, that's this story. This feud now is dead and move on from from. Yeah, from I mean, I, I think Von is someone that we we have seen in certain matches that he can go. I I thought his match with with Bron Breaker was way better than it it should have been. It had any right to be, uh, and then we had like that. It seems like a, a lifetime ago, but the the tag match at the beginning of the year with him and Kyle, like there there have been good moments from Vaughn where you can see, oh, this guy can wrestle, but just yeah, losing to Odyssey Jones here in like a nothing match, uh, clearly kind of dropping down a bit. I wonder if this is the final like nail in the coffin for Mister Stone, and this is where he gets rid of him because he kind of caused the distraction. But I'd have also liked. I'd have liked for this to have had a little longer to see to see where Odyssey Jones is at, because I still don't really think I've seen enough. I didn't see in the, enough in this match to particularly say he's he's bad by any means, but I also haven't seen enough to be like, oh, this this big guy can go either. Um, so I hope we start seeing him actually get tested a little more uh, moving forwards. Yeah, I agree. We go backstage to our favorite announcer, Mackenzie Mitchell. And she's with Javier Bernal. And she says, look, I'm 99 times out of 100. I'm unbiased doing this job. But I got to say, tonight I'm rooting for Ikeman Jiro when he faces you. 
because who doesn't love Jiro? And Bernal says, how ironic it is that Jiro is the one because I am a one in 100. And all the big body ballers are my fan base. And Mackenzie says, uh, you are not a baller. Don't don't call him that. He goes, well, uh, what about the, because I'm one of the people, one with the people, how about the big body bulldogs? Mackenzie goes, what, like the Georgia bulldogs? No. He goes, well, you can't keep the big body believers from supporting me. And Mackenzie just outright says, look, I hope Ikemajiro beats Bernal next tonight. Um, I, I quite enjoy these every week, these two. Um, and I, Bernal is becoming someone who I think the first month he was on this ship show, we're like, oh yeah, that guy. Whereas I think he's carving out a nice little like comedy routine here. And it's, I think Mackenzie's helping him a great deal with this. Yeah, I think it's for me still Mackenzie doing the heavy lifting uh, a little bit. I think without that i think he'd still like i i feel like every time he says something it's not getting a reaction where it's when she says it still uh Hmm. in if that makes sense but yeah uh big body javi what is he called i like the ballers i think the the big body body believers big body ballers i guess believers make sense yeah Hmm. uh i just want to shout out we've got our very first super chat on the youtube from jamie co giving us four dollars and just saying yo so (laughs) yo right back at you super chats are open uh and thank you very much we appreciate say yo back then that's uh wow what a super chat thank you very much wow our first ever super chat you know way said if we're on the post wrestling feed and we got a super chat he would give it give it to us so make sure you get those super chats <laughs> we Thanks, see but... it's our tiktok uh slot of the week with nikita lions uh watching on the iron survivor match and cheering on roxanne perez over zoe um a lot of these kind of tiktoks we've had in the past are like setting up something but this was more just um yeah, did you like there wasn't any fight or anything going on in this one? It was just like, ah, I hope Rexanne wins. You said the TikTok slot of the week? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause every week there uh there's a TikTok, TikTok slot. slot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh which which is true. Uh they do a lot more now. I noticed even with deadline, they were doing like uh filming and posting videos in, in between matches and stuff like that. Uh Nikita like giving uh predictions and stuff like that as well so they love hey you know what we have a tiktok i did i mention this last week we do have videos on it now so go follow at poison rana pod we have 14 no i think 12 people following so go be lucky number 13 or 15 depending yeah we're we're trying we're we're both uh we're both turning into our parents trying to figure out technology i'm finding like trying this tiktok thing uh but if you if you go back to our very first YouTube streams compared to the ones now, yeah. it's night and day. So I believe we'll get there and we'll be we'll be the TikTokers of 2023. Yeah, send me your TikTok. Uh, I don't know, best hacks. Uh, teach just teach someone. Teach me how to do it. Teach me how to dougie. Teach me how to TikTok. Yeah, that's it's funny. It. When I I was uh, back home earlier in the year, my my mom who worked at a school was saying about this fight that broke out. And she's explaining it and she's like, 
and someone sent a Snapchat on a TikTok, and I'm like, what the what what is the world coming to? <laughs> what is the world? Anyway, we go forward to Javier Bernal taking on Ikemen Giro. And well, Giro shows off his jacket to Bernal and just gets kicked in the gut. He gets thrown down, but kips up right away and hits his jacket punches where his hands are in the pockets, punching away. It hurts more. Yeah. Uh, it hurts more. Yeah. Loaded pockets. Obviously. Yeah. There's a big clothesline from Javi. And now body is all on top of him. There's body sucks chance. And then there's more jacket punches from Jiro. And they actually did for the, I've not seen this before, but just a, quite a nice shot, like camera shot from high up. It was like a high angle. Thought it looked quite nice. Uh, there was then a Frankensteiner off the corner from Jiro, followed by like a running shining wizard uh, for the win. Ikeman Jiro picking up a win with pretty sweet finish, I thought. Yeah, it's like a running, almost like a running penalty kick, shining wizard, but like to the face, essentially. It's almost like an Enzigiri or, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Jiro uh, getting an upset victory as well as Odyssey earlier. Like this is a kind of shock, I would say, considering big body is kind of getting a push with his promos and stuff. So I guess it's more comedy that he lost to the even more comedy character of Jiro. Well, I, I, I think that's it, isn't it? They're just building up that Javi loses to absolutely everyone. I, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Uh, by this time next year, I think big body Javi is going to be a super over baby face. Okay. I'm, I'm putting that down right now. All right. That's my, uh, my big, my big body prediction. Big body prediction. Uh, I'll predict that uh, Jiro and Kushida reform jacket time in WWE. Who knows? Mm. Well, after the match, Scripps comes out, attacks, attacks Jiro, takes his jacket off, puts it on inside out. No, no. And then hits the Molly go round. Uh, they sorry, sorry. So they do attack someone and you hit him with a fucking Molly go round. Booker T had to sell it like it, the guy fucking hit him with a pile driver, <laughs> like jumping, leaping. To, he's like, no, 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 don't do that. And it's like a Molly go round, which is just a flipping seated senton. Uh, okay, right away, laugh out loud because last week we said, where's scripts? Where is he? Where's the poet? vigilante masked flipping Cirque du Soleil guy. Where is that guy? And well, he's back and he even updated the mask. The mask is different now. It's got longer, like, uh, th- like almost like the Rey Mysterio Eagle mask thing. It's like got like that, like fang hmm. or something. It still looks terrible. It still looks ridiculous. <laughs> he was, he was also in shorts this time i'm pretty sure he was in longer pants with the tassels before whereas he was in shorts well now but it still looked (laughs) and now he was like how can i make this all at worse how about i put a jacket on inside out uh just looks awful and i guess we didn't we didn't know from before whether this guy is a heel or a baby face and i guess he's a heel attacking ikamanjiro but wow yeah this or it's like gotta be, yeah, it, like it was it was dead on arrival, and then they they clearly altered it, like literally, because the mask is different now. So they clearly went, okay, no, no, no. We saw we saw we getting joked on Twitter. We gotta we gotta work on this, but then still doesn't look good. It still looks terrible. 
And then also your big return is to attack Jiro. <laughs> so it's just also I, like just so funny that oh man, just the visual of him wearing that that mask and that outfit just makes me laugh uncontrollably. When he came out, I just went, Oh yeah, this guy, I guess he's he's still here. Oh, you're still here. <laughs> I I kind of think so. Apparently, uh I'm pretty sure I I read that um when Reggie was doing all the like 24-7 stuff and things. Vince McMahon was very high up on him. Um, but they obviously feel he, now that's gone and Triple H is in charge, probably feel like this guy needs some seasoning. Like he's he's spectacular at all the, you know, Cirque du Soleil stuff, but he needs to actually learn how to wrestle. So rather than maybe putting him in NXT as Reggie, where he's wrestling and maybe kind of, showing himself up a little bit you hide him in a mask i mean i'm not condoning the mask at all it's all the look is fucking terrible but what i'm saying is i wouldn't be surprised if if once he gets to a level they kind of like he's just right back on the main roster called reggie no scripts character this this doesn't feel like a character that they're like building an nxt to be something on the main roster whereas a lot of these other characters i think are that i think it's more let's just hide him in a mask Teach him how to wrestle, and then Reggie will just show up on Raw one day as Reggie. Bring back Reggie. Yeah, he could. I mean, the 24 7 title's gone, but he could go back with uh, Dana Brooke, right? There was that storyline. He could do more flips. It's just so funny, man. Like, this guy's wearing this mask. Uh, I think think he would have been better. I think he would have got a better reception if that was like, say that is the case where, you know what? We'll send you back to NXT. You can. Like, you know, sharpen up a little bit and we'll figure out something for you to do. If that's the case, why not just make that the storyline? Like, just go, hey, I, I'm I'm here to, I don't know, wrestle the best. There's anything other than just it started off as the watcher and spray paint and graffiti. And it turned into a poet mask wearing now villain uh really or something i don't know what it is but it is so f- like don't it's tell like me- professor chaos villain though, like, is it? Yeah, like, like from south Park, like butters villain it. yeah just tell me <laughs> looking at the mask look at the picture look at a picture of him from this episode or look at the video of this match or whatever it's like just look at that mask don't tell me that's not funny <laughs> terrible it's so like end of the year awards coming up it's, it's December now. Everyone's going to be talking about, you know, best matches of the year, worst matches, worst wrestler, all that stuff. But I mean, worst gimmick. I mean, sorry, no, worst gimmick. Yeah, I guess that would count. But also worst attire, worst like gear has to be this guy. And they've altered it. Like, and this is the new addition to it. And it still sucks. Dude, it's like the it's like the anti FTR Briscoe's dog collar match. You know, when everyone thinks they've got their lists of the year all done and then there's just an absolute classic that comes in right at the end of December. Yeah. It's the complete reverse of that. It's, oh, Reggie would have been fine for the whole year. He wouldn't yeah. have been on any list whatsoever. Nope. And then boom, oh, well, there's our our worst gimmick, our worst outfit of the year. Easy. Yeah. Like I can't sign still of- delivered. Like what? Who else comes up comes to mind when you think of like bad gear or or even bad gimmick that has popped up this year? Because I think he takes the cake for both of those things. It's just the mask, really, that that does it. It was the mask and jacket combo last time that was hilarious. It's like pieces of a mop that's cut off and then like dangling off the mask. It's just. So <laughs> I hope they sell replica scripts masks one day because we got to get one for the set. 
or someone. Oh yeah, we got to get one on Etsy or something. One hundred percent. As soon as this is on shop, like we want, need this. Yeah, I'm right next to our EO and our Laparka and all that. Laparka. I need. I still want Joker Penta, but the list has now changed. Top one priority: the scripts Lucha Mask is what we need because <laughs> that's sh- where that where that I want to see like. They should uh, let scripts go on uh, like uh, a little expedition, like go to AAA, go to CMLL, go to NOAA, just travel around as scripts and scripts will be the most over shit in wrestling. Let's go. I'm all in for You know what I was thinking? Another like rare thing we've been looking for, because we've been looking for something for our good friend B Detroit, the DX bucket hat. How good would that DX bucket hat look on a scripts mask <laughs> you know what you need to do is wear game changing I, I love ever since watching uh triple mania that one time where it cut to the crowd with the kid wearing like a lucha mask but then he's wearing his glasses over the mask <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing <laughs> i don't even wear glasses but i wish i did so that i could wear lucha masks with the glasses over top so it's, it's it's quite a look but yeah uh we, did we did we did we mention that we love scripts we love scripts we then get a commercial for Vengeance Day, uh, which is taking place in uh, February at the Spectrum Center. I then did a little Google. The Spectrum Center is pretty big. It holds like over 20,000 people. I imagine okay. this will obviously be scaled down for NXT, but it's it's a big arena, which is, uh, see, they I think they said go on sale on the 16th on Friday, these tickets. So. Yeah, this Friday. Uh, let us know, anyone, any listeners who are uh, attending. We would love to hear some uh, feedback from, from going to the show. I think it's safe to say we'll be doing a, a show, even though that's quite a ways away. Yes, yeah, we'll be doing a show. Um, we see Wendy Chu, who has a little video, who says she was relieved seeing Cora not win the Iron Survivor because good things shouldn't happen to bad people. And what she did to, what Cora did to Wendy took her to a bad place. She says, I know I throw drinks in people's faces, but I only throw drinks at people who deserve it. People who are mean or belittle others. And when I was younger, I was invited to a slumber party and forgot to bring an extra set of clothes. And we kind of see this must have been like a personal video or something, because this looked like this was Wendy, right? Like a young Wendy with her friends or something hanging out. Uh, It's possible. Yeah. Um, so you see kind of like faded in the background, like a young Wendy hanging out with her friends. And she goes, this one girl threw a drink at me and I was embarrassed. I had, I had no change of clothes. I was covered in this drink. And you know, that feeling where you want everyone to like you, but instead they're just mocking you. Well, when Cora threw that drink in my face, it took me back to that moment again. And I felt invisible. I felt two inches tall and I never want to feel like that again poor wendy oh man okay so this is her explaining why she was so like visibly upset remember she was crying it showed the video where she's just bawling she was losing her mind she was so upset when she got the drink thrown in her face so now she's explaining look i was so upset because i'm triggered from when i was a little kid and someone threw their drink on me yeah yeah so the Cora Wendy saga continues. Look, I love uh, I love Wendy, but like, oh man, like this is like it's so she's it's literally tra- childish because she's talking about getting a drink thrown in her face and making her sad and all this stuff. It, now I just want to see this eventually make Wendy into like less of 
less of Dreamville Wendy, but like Nightmare Wendy. Like go back to uh, we. I think we keep saying this every two months, where it's like, okay, Wendy's gonna unlock the Mei Ying stuff or whatever, but it's just kind of circles with this character, which I think she's great, but I don't know if this character has enough legs to leave NXT. Yeah, it's this is wrestling. Like it's it's meant to be a like simulating a sport where you're hurting another person until you can beat them. You know, I, I don't, I don't like my wrestlers being too sensitive. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like these wrestlers that just want to have fun. No, you don't want to have fun. You want to win a match. Yeah. It's like, it. it's not engaging to me. And I'm like, you. Yeah, I think Wendy's great, but this, this character needs an overhaul. So you hate and when wrestlers. I'd like to say that at the, no, it's not emotion, <laughs> but it, it's just like being, Oh, I'm I'm really sad. I just I just want everyone to like me and and have friends. And well, you know, go to social gatherings. Don't be Get a wrestler. A <laughs> what did what did Bronson? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. So, but setting up for Mandy versus Cora down the line. The new day come out, and am I am I crazy or has their? Th- I know I say this a lot, but has their theme changed slightly? I swear it, you say this about everyone, but I uh, do. I it didn't so. sound like it didn't sound like the usual. It's a new day. Yes, it is. It didn't sound like Big E saying that at the beginning, and it just felt a little like deeper. But maybe that's the the COVID in my ears. Uh, but yeah, Indeed. it just sounded a little different. Yeah, you need an ear picker. Uh, Xavier Woods wearing a fantastic button-up shirt with lucha masks all over it, and oh, yeah. naturally, I've tweeted him trying to find out where to get this from. That is a g- great shirt, fantastic shirt. Uh, I knew that you would message him or tweet him. Hope you. I do have a T-shirt with lucha masks all over it. Uh, shout out winners! Uh, but yeah, shout I do. Winners. I do like a, a button-up. Yeah, uh, that, they, they're so lucky down in Florida. They all look good in these shirts. Yeah. Good, good shirt shots in Florida. It's cold up um, here now. It's fucking cold in Canada. Yeah. So uh, there's triple crown chants from this crowd. Sorry, my my autocorrect changed it to triple corn, and I was trying to work out what it was. Corn, corn, <laughs> triple crown chants from the crowd, and Xavier Woods says that Kofi is the first ever singles and tag team triple crown holders and Woods saying that uh Kofi has the most tag reigns ever in WWE at 15 and you just hear Booker going it's not true that's not it's true. wrong wrong it's wrong I've done research I'm, I'm 16 I'm 16 and Kofi says especially is for me it's also more special for Woods because 10 years ago Woods had his very first match in NXT. He was one of the first class of NXT, and his very first match happened to be against Big E. And he said he'd always wanted to come back and be NXT champion one day, and he was was mad that he was never able to do that, but now he can be proud as he stands here as NXT tag team champion. Uh, That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, First of all, to like, like... We do a show called Was Next, and we've been going back through the years of uh, some old NXT. We're currently in 2013, but we started uh, a few years prior to that, and we have watched a lot of Xavier Woods. And we also, both of you and me, watched NXT all those years ago. And and he was, I mean, look at him, the Power Ranger guy. 
his gimmick was the Power Ranger guy, the 90s kid. And like, look how far this guy has come now that, uh, yeah, I I did think it was proper to give him a little nudge here and give himself some respect. He's definitely not someone you associate with NXT, even though he was there for quite a while. Like he's, you, you think of, uh, you know, your your Sami Zayn's, your Gargano's, your Finn Balor's, your Nakamura's. You you think of NXT, you remember that run. Sasha, uh, Bailey, Charlotte, etc. Woods isn't one of those people, but has legit become like a main event act with the New Day. So it was pretty cool him coming back to where he was kind of a, a bit of a nobody in NXT. So, and that he's, he's gone beyond like WWE stuff, man, like up, up down, down and, and all that stuff. Like it's, it's, he's so he's, he's been killing it. Uh, one other thing before we continue of this program of th- this program, this segment, uh, Booker T, obviously this has to be some sort of gag where Booker T just absolutely hates the new day. We noticed it at deadline. It was, he was over the top as well as mm. here tonight. As as so much to say when he when Kofi mentioned the fifteen time thing, he inter he said on commentary like wrong. I did my research. I'm sixteen time. So I just looked up uh, Booker T's uh, championship reigns here, and yeah. I see I see that he was a ten time WCW World Tag Team Champion. So that's ten times in WCW, and then I see he was WCW tag team champion again but in wwf with test and then he was three times world tag team champion and then i think that's it so where is he getting that's six yeah that's 16 times i guess so he's he he must be right he's correct i might upset some people here but I ain't counting WCW tag team championship runs. Come on. <laughs> well, I I feel like it's uh like still counts as world tag t- considering WWF like definitely merged with them, but it is still not mm. WWE. Like Kofi Kingston has 15 different WWE type now. That's pretty great. I yeah. mean, I mean you wouldn't count you wouldn't count NXT tag team titles to other you know, mm. things as well. So I would, I would still give him that, but Kofi Kingston having 15 different title runs is pretty crazy as well. But yeah, Booker T is correct. He has held 16, 16 times. That's crazy, man. However, I know, I know, was this, was this all just a ploy for New Day to just kind of uh, tease FTR? Because I saw some Twitter interactions after New Day winning that FTR were like, oh man, like we always brag that we were this, this, this. And now these guys slide in realizing they could do it too. So Triple Crown, because uh, that's what FTR always brags it's on their gear and stuff too, right? So it, it also gives them something like uh, with Woods being like the double Triple Crown. Like they just lost their record with Usos. So it's right. kind of like, ah, you can have this as well. Right. Uh, Kofi did also in his promo kind of, mentioned booker being salty as well i wonder like do you think could this set up maybe a rumble spot between booker and kofi <laughs> you a book a spot or a or an actual match well i don't think we're having a match but i could totally see booker being in the rumble and maybe having a bit of a interaction there. I think Triple H says he wants some NXT involvement in the Rumble again this year. So okay. I don't know. I, I wonder if that's something because they've been hitting it quite heavy. And if it feels like 
as hard as they're going, there's got to be some sort of payoff almost. And I don't think it's going to be, well, Booker would need to have a tag partner anyway if he's doing that. So I see maybe it's like, maybe it's Kofi, the Kofi save spot and Booker pulls him off or something. I don't know. Hmm. I'm just wondering there. Yeah. Well, pretty deadly then come out. And they say to stop this nonsense, this celebration, because you ruined our Christmas. And we would never ruin Christmas. Oh, sorry. New Day say we would never ruin Christmas. Look, Santa is here in attendance and we wouldn't do that to him. And we see an old man with a big white beard wearing a, a Santa hat. And then there's a Santa chant. And the New Day say, look, we know you had a horrible week. First, England get kicked out of the World Cup. So it isn't coming home anytime oh, soon. Did that one Thanks hurt? for reminding me there, yeah, Kofi. That one yeah. hurt. Then you lost to us, and I outtwerked you. Oh. Uh, pretty, yeah. As it, like the cherry on top, and yeah, I outtwerked yeah. you. We beat you for the titles. England lost, but the worst thing, I outtwerked you. Oh, I twerk better than you. Oh, no, God. how could he? Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's we 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 were raving about that match and how fun it was, but specifically the four way Eddie Guerrero tribute spot which has gotten so like huge huge now on social media so uh as as rightfully so uh yeah pretty funny pretty deadly say they want a rematch and new day are like of course and we're all about that we made magic in the ring on saturday you two are super talented and i want to know what you have in store in the future and pretty deadly are like oh thanks kofi that's really nice but but... The New Day have one small thing we need them to do for us. If you want a tag team championship shot, we need you to pledge allegiance. And pretty deadly, are like, absolutely not. No. When Briggs and Jensen come to the ring, they pledge allegiance to the flag. The whole crowd joins in. And... This grants them a title shot next week because they pledged <laughs> allegiance. Uh, very uh, proud boys of uh, the new day. Yeah, I as <laughs> as the as the Brit here, like I I found this very offensive. Like how how dare you hold these tag titles hostage? You've got to pledge allegiance to to our country, or you can't have a shot at these world tag team champions championships True. come on if the US shoe was on tag. the other foot i'd i'd wonder i'd wonder can't so you you can't uh pledge allegiance i i can't i'm canadian we're british and i mean canadian. pretty we're pretty deadly quite quite uh they just they just gave new day the tag team title shot they didn't say i want you to sing god save the king and wear the the england jersey for the rest of the week or any of that they were just like all right you're the new day you want a tag shot go for it now they're like now nah, you're gonna pledge to my country Wait a second, y'all! Y'all already changed the name of God Save the Queen that quick. Y'all, y'all well, already are like, she's I, dead. Brady. I mean, yeah, you can't. We, save can't, her, we can't save her anymore. She's yeah, dead. I guess you guys didn't do a good job. Uh, I, that's yeah. crazy that it's it's called that now. Like, can they come out with a James Bond movie? His His Majesty's Secret Service. I, I guess so. Yeah, wow. yeah I didn't even think of that. Look, if you possible, okay, yeah. let's flip it here because we both are not American. So uh, I'm sorry, all American listeners, but we could not pledge allegiance but if you if you out there you think you could if on the spot you get you know can you you have to do this because i feel like if you had to do oh americans know it they do it school every day americans can do it i feel like i could do 
Oh, Canada, which is not, not, not the same thing, but like our national anthem, essentially. But you could do your own national anthem. You could survive. You could get the title uh, shot. I know, I know the, the main verse and chorus. Uh, God Save the King has like a bunch of other verses. But I, I know I know verse one, verse two. They should have gone. I, I think they should have done the killer's route, which was just repeat the same verse and chorus right. over it again. Because you yeah. know those like memes where it's like, you know, if, if you had uh, a gun to your head, and you had to, the only way to survive was recite a song you knew all the words to. Like, what song comes to mind that you would think you had a shot? Um, what, a song I could recite? Yeah, like front <laughs> to back, you had to know every lyric of the song. Don't say tequila. I have to think, there's loads. <laughs> there's loads I know, back to back. I feel but like you'd pick Coldplay. There's always that one, like, little word bit where you're like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Cold, well, you're I dead pick Coldplay. Yeah, you would. No, I pro- I probably do. Uh, I probably do my karaoke sh- song uh, in the end, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Yeah. Because if I die, then in the end, it doesn't really matter. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. We go backstage, the women's locker room where Electra Lopez is doing her makeup. It's it's pretty much all the uh, the supporting women here, uh, lower card people. And she's just bad mouthing Indy Hartwell and says that if Electra was in the Iron Woman Survivor, she would have won it. Where out of nowhere, Indy boots her in the face, knocking her off the chair. And there's a big brawl pull apart here. Um, yeah, uh, a nice boot here. She kind of came out of nowhere. I, I like Electra Lopez and her like attitude and on screen presence. It definitely is like. I, I think going forward, I, I would like to see more of her, and it looks like we are going to see her. Uh, and and the little things here, I could be wrong, but as there's this whole like scuffle and all these women are pulling each other apart and fighting and stuff, uh, is it Sol Ruka who's like, "Yo, hmm. guys, chill out." <laughs> so I'm like, even in backstage fights, she can still remain in character. Which uh, was she I, doing a handstand as she was doing it? She's walking well. backwards. Hey, we we didn't get a yeah. chance to really talk about it, but while on the subject, have you seen from NXT Level Up? I, I don't usually watch Level Up, but I mean, they've been posting the video of it with her new finisher, which is uh, like this like jumping backwards cutter thing. It's pretty impressive, actually. Uh, I, you'll, you'll see her do it on NXT, I'm sure, like next week. I'm surprised she wasn't on this show doing it, but it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, she hasn't really won much yet, has she? So yeah. Uh yeah, needs to No, I, I did see that going around on, on Twitter. People were like, whoa, what what do you even call that thing? Yeah, it uh, looks awesome. Cool. I hope they call it the like what, like wave rider. Oh no, I think I think she needs to call it point break. Surf's up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All those all those things work. Yeah. We go to our next match. JD McDonough taking on Brutus Creed. Uh there's this nice like second rope bulldog takedown from McDonough. And then charges at Brutus with a forearm to the face. But Brutus just absorbs it and says, go on, is that all you got? So JD comes in again, then starts delivering these chops to the chest. Brutus then catches McDonough and catapults him out of the ring. JD then goes to use a chair, but Sanger and Veer appear and take the chair off of him. If you remember, Sanger and Veer want the creeds at 100% before they face them. So they haven't been allowing any attacks. Uh, Devil, uh, sorry, JD then hits the devil inside on the floor, rolls Brutus into the ring, and hits the devil inside in the ring for the one, two, three. Oh man, I love that move. 
the the devil it's great the especially devil when it's on the floor it looks so deadly also like the way that you know a lot of people do back suplexes and stuff so maybe it's like not the most effective but the way he hits it and also hitting like a few because he did the same thing at the uh, iron survivor match where he hit them like a few of them on people so it's it's impressive but now I it's can't... like the wrist lock lift into it yeah, just makes it look so good. fluid and Walter, it's very nice or sorry gunther has been doing the similar like the the pull the pull into the clothesline kind of move but yeah those those things look pretty sweet but this was this was great i feel like down the line there is a way bitter bigger match with jd versus brutus or or julius mm. because like the wrestling between the the two guys but this was more so kind of kind of felt cut short because of the whole storyline going on which still kind of just not that exciting to be honest i'd rather we get to the creeds versus uh sanga and veer and kind of get it over with i think they're putting it off until new year's evil yeah i I doubt we're getting it before then which is still still quite a few weeks away yeah we see zoe stark being interviewed and she's asked about the tiktok from nikita lyons and zoe's kind of mad she's like i don't want to fucking talk about tiktok (laughs) all right I feel you. Um, she says that Nikita couldn't last 10 minutes with me, let alone 25 minutes in an Iron Survivor match. And then she kind of changed its tune and she's like, you know what? Let's just do it. Get her in the ring with me and let her do all her TikToks, dances and everything. I'll bring the real talent. Damn. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's being set up. Uh, Nikita versus um, Zoe Stark. Mm-hmm. We get a very quick video. I have followed the way of the Morrigan, and now I am here. Time to add a new feather to my collection. I am eager to begin my journey in NXT. The rise of Lyra Valkyria is tonight. Uh, Yeah. She's uh, coming up next. Yeah, it was kind of weird that they showed this and then said she's next. And then when they came back from break, they decided to play a pretty long promo for the witch. So it's just kind of weird that yeah, that was like like backwards that way, but still. We we went from the crow lady to the witch. Yeah, all, all I keep think when I see her in these videos walking around, I just think of Catherine O'Hara in Shit's Creek. She does this film where she's a crow woman and she's got all these crow <laughs> feathers on her. <laughs> to me, it's to me. And it's just I keep seeing this like this shoulder thing with the feathers, and I'm just like, oh, you're Moira from Shit's Creek. <laughs> See to me she looks this this bird lady looks like uh the bird lady from this Kanye West music video. I know he's canceled now, but the the beautiful dark twisted like movie there's like this bird lady ballerina thing and it kind of mm-hmm. looks like this outfit as well. It looks cool especially for wrestling, right? But yeah, uh, still that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and if you want to hear more about bird ladies, join our Patreon where we'll be talking all about Home Alone 2. <laughs> This Sunday, the Queen the Bird Lady. We all know a Bird the Lady. Queen Bird Lady. The, the, the original uh, Bird Lady. Bird Lady, or, or is it Piers Morgan? Uh, I don't know. I've never no, seen they, the Home Alone 2 Bird Lady and Piers Morgan in, in the, the same room at the same they time. They do look Just very saying. similar. Yeah, they do look very similar. Yeah. The, we need a Bird Lady origin story movie. 100%. Oh, that would be a great prequel. Yeah. Like just... Joker, but like Bird Lady. <laughs> bird Lady. <laughs> We go uh, to this vignette for Isla Dawn. She says, the spirits have summoned an ethereal being and the longest night of the year is coming. 
In preparation of the winter solstice, I summon the spirits to give me the strength against these elements. And we see her with, uh, you know, those like grinder things you use. You can yeah, even use them to like. Is. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah. Not that grinder. <laughs> it's like the ones uh, they use in apothecaries or if you want to make guacamole, one of those. Yeah, kind wait, of things. yeah this is the guac thing. <laughs> like, I'm the guac like, thing. I'm thinking grinder, like how I grind my weed. And it, I, yeah. I don't know what they call the guac. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's oh, it's man, got a name. I can't. Me, I but... bought one recently. I haven't used yeah. it yet. Well, she's um, making like drugs and like I don't know. She's making she's the black mist. She's saying. She's saying, and when it's in its powder form, it's even more pure. And it's kind of cutting between the the curse she did to the referee on Saturday. She says the enchantress will rise in the winter solstice, and Alba Fire will wait for the light to return. Um, so I feel like this this Alba Fire story isn't over yet uh but yeah isla dawn in full-blown hubble bubble toil and trouble witchy mode here i as much as i usually don't like this kind of stuff she definitely is believable in this character and in the way she like talks uh, i do i have followed her uh for quite a while in her nxt uk and and even before that and i do i i would see that she kind of does seem like she is into this stuff so uh i am kind of when she when she definitely was mentioning the making of the black mist, I liked that because it's like, oh, you're actually like making you know about this stuff, you know what you're doing. It's I'm still like, okay, it's a little too hocus pocus with the the ref spitting goo out at the match and stuff like that. Like I I think wrestling has a hard time of introducing the character and the weird things in the matches that can definitely turn people off of it, which it did. But I'm like, ah, oh, you're such a good wrestler. And you're a good witch, but maybe tone down the witch stuff when it comes to the wrestling. Uh, 100% down with mist in the eyes, though. Like, just stick with that. Why not? I, I will say, though, that's that's quite new. Like, mist, like, poison mist isn't a new thing in wrestling. Obviously, we see, like, Asuka do it today. Uh, Malachi Black using it. Muda, obviously. Um, but actually having her kind of creating it, I thought was was kind of cool but i do especially when the vignette right before was about the crow lady uh it's it's a lot we go to the ring where we see amari miller um i, I feel amari miller is one of those people that i go like if i knew her as a person i'd be like she's so nice but just really annoying because she looked way too bubbly here singing along to her awful entrance song yeah it went from the witch it went from the crow lady to the witch lady to the girl who's dancing to like carly ray jepson <laughs> rip off or yeah. something like that i don't know uh well she's taking on lyra valkyria we get a big entrance uh for lyra here with like these clouds and sort of lightning bolts going off it i thought it she looked pretty cool with this entrance she's got a good look the the joke side about the crow thing, I, I think she she looks great, and the entrance made her feel like a um, a star already in kind of this this NXT. Yeah, I know we were joking about the crow stuff, but like when it comes to like having at least some sort of standing gear that stands out, that it looks pretty cool. There's a lots of fo- uh, smoke and fog and stuff that lingers through her match, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So. Miller shows off a little bit of a mean streak trying to attack uh, Valkyria um, and is actually tugging at her hair. But Lyra quickly comes back with a spin kick to the stomach and an axe kick, kind of like the Kyla Riley combination here, uh, followed by a beautiful looking northern like suplex. Uh, Miller hits a senton for a two count and then Valkyria wins with the frog splash, or are we now calling it the crow splash? 
well, how could we how could we forget about frogs at a time like this, Davey? Uh, we love frogs here, but uh, the crow splash. Yeah, I, I kind of was underwhelmed by her finisher. I mean, every single person, it seems, in wrestling does a frog splash. So it's not so. Yeah. It's not so like well protected as the way it was because like everybody does a splash in matches anyway. So I I felt that way, and then Vic threw to Booker, and I could tell Booker was thinking the same thing because he was like, "That was good," and it was like, "Yeah, it, that that's yeah, fair, that's fair, Book." <laughs> he didn't. I'm say with you. Good. I I thought her I thought her strikes looked really nice. I thought the the suplex looked nice. I almost feel something like you know. Devlin's suplex would have suited her, but the the frog splash it wasn't like it wasn't a particularly spectacular frog splash. And as you said, everyone does it. Um, uh, someone, so I kind of hope she finds something new there. Yeah, someone in the chat, shout out South Newton one who writes in: shame that Valkyria lost her finisher. She did a better version of the Carmelo Hayes one in NXT UK. So uh, I'm assuming he means, uh, or they mean uh, like the flying uh, scissor kick or something. I assume because she's got a lot of those kicks. So perhaps that was something. Okay, that, that makes sense. Well, maybe yeah. this is, we, we've seen people before in like NXT try out a new finish and does it a couple of weeks and then find something else. Hopefully this one, she can find something that sit, suits her a little better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, moving on, we see Axiom backstage he's in a very nice turtleneck and his mask and Mackenzie tells him that a lot feel he stole the show and that Carmelo Hayes was actually upset that he flew over him and reminds him that they'll go on one-on-one next week and Axiom says yeah I'm really really nervous about that Mackenzie's like "Uh, sorry what he goes nah just kidding uh as great as Carmelo thinks he is he is not. And Axiom tells Mackenzie to look into his eyes, deep into his eyes. And Mackenzie's trying, but obviously he's got this, this mask on, so she can't see a thing. Goes, are you looking? And he says that you can see that I don't fear anyone. And after I beat Mello, I'll look just like this with a huge smile on my face. So just joking, because you, you can't see shit under this mask. Uh, thanks for explaining it. Cause that's what he did twice. He's like the guy who chats up the girl at the bar and has like an opening one liner and it doesn't work the first time. So for good measure, he does it, but uses different words, rewords it slightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And tries to redo the, the bit and still not quite getting over. Uh, I think this dude is a phenomenal wrestler. I, I still can't get over the, the character and the mask and stuff. It still comes off pretty uh pretty silly to me but again i am a huge fan of this guy like i know he was a kid before and that match the 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 segment where mellow and trick were talking about that moonsault that that match was axiom's match man he was uh just running house in that match so i i I love this guy but it is still a character that i'm like all right like cool but now you're announcing axiom versus mellow next week one-on-one like this is this should be fantastic we've seen them before so can't wait to see it again yeah that that sounds awesome uh, i hope that gets time next week because that that should be an absolute show stealer i kind of hope i imagine it's mellow versus bron at 
Vengeance Day, yeah, I would think. I think so. Um, Stand and Deliver, it could be, but that seems a bit far away. I would hope we get like an Axiom Bron match before that, like another Bron oh. title defense before before Vengeance Day and have Axiom in that slot because uh, I, I think he's fantastic, but yeah. I do see it eventually being Melo, the one to kind of dethrone uh, Bron. We're backstage uh, where we see Brooks Jensen, who's who's like walking around. He's looking pretty happy, but Kiana James approaches him and says, why are you walking around like a lost dog? And he goes, ah, well, you know, Fallon is having bar problems. Uh, parents are having financial issues right now, and I'm just trying to help. And she goes, oh, Jean, come here. And Jean arrives with a, a present. Sorry? You mean G? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> with a present and hands it to him, and it's a really nice smart shirt and and jensen's like wow this is this is in my size as well and she goes yeah i've been eyeing you up i know your size and well if you want to be a champion again you start you need to start to dress like a star and so kiana still kind of like knowing that jensen's going to be the weak link in trying to get this bar from fallon uh because he's he's smitten so uh buttering up here but then we see behind uh, behind Jensen and Kiana uh, an argument going on between Ivy and Tatum with Caden and Katana. And I actually thought this was a pretty nice shot here because the camera then like zoomed from Brooks and Kiana uh, to these four when Toxic Attraction run in and there's a big brawl, there's a pull apart. And I thought we got our first William Regal sighting, but it was just fake Regal, Robbie Brookside. Oh, bless him. Love love me some Robbie Brookside. But yeah, from the right angle, it's it's William Regal. Uh, I love uh, the the fact. <clears throat> I love the fact that Kiana James is scouting uh, Jensen and now like buttering him up. But she's also not wrong. She's like, hey, what's wrong? And he's like, I don't know. My friend's bar isn't doing too well. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> really? I hope it's doing okay. Yeah, it's just really gotten me down. Oh, but you have a title shot next week because you just did the Pledge the Allegiance thing earlier. Uh, anyways, uh, her giving him a shirt is very nice of her. And I feel like next week he's going to show, he needs to show up looking good. And Briggs is going to be like, yo, what, what did you get? What's the deal with this? Uh, eventually, is this the, the evolution of, of Jensen? I need, it's going to be like the Duke Hudson stuff. Like eventually he leaves Fallon. He's the reason that bar isn't doing too well. And he takes, helps take it over and joins the enterprise with Kiana. Yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping that obviously uh, right now, you kind of think Kiana's intentions are just to like to get the bar and she's using him. I hope she eventually starts to kind of fall for this guy. I see like a, a bit of a Xander Cordelia from Buffy kind of relationship where it's like, Oh, this wasn't meant to happen. But uh, I, I think cause this, this uh, lonely single Brooks Jensen thing's been going on for the entire year. There's got to be a payoff eventually. And maybe it is that, uh, that Kiana or G falls for him in this. Yeah, I just maybe he he gets a makeover and and leaves his Leonard Skinner shirts behind and starts acting like a 
a true champion. Maybe he wins the title. Mm. I, I don't think they're winning next week, but I am interested in the storyline. I think Kiana James is great. I do. I think she's fantastic. We go to our next match. It's Duke Hudson taking on Damon Kemp. And there's a Kemp with this big club to the back, followed by a neck breaker, and just starts grinding his forearm into the face of Duke here. And this is where we see Drew Gulak comes out and is watching on. And Andre Chase gets in his face. Wow, that rhymed. And says, uh, says Duke Hudson is Chase you. What you doing here? Be gone. And Gulak says, I've seen everything I need to see as he leaves. Duke then does his chase you Hulk up spot where he's like hulking up and does the you uh, like Hogan, but with the chase you sign. He then tosses Kemp, does the bionic elbow, and then starts tuning up the band. And then I, I realized that this is what Duke learns at Chase U. He's just he's just learning the greats. He's studying Dusty. He's studying Hulk. He's studying uh, Shawn Michaels here. But he tunes up the band and does a big pump kick to the face, uh, the big boot, and takes out Damon Kemp getting a, a big W here. Yeah. So uh, again, kind of another upset here on this episode because I would assume Kemp would have beaten Duke here. So it's definitely uh, like a backwards day here. Um, but, but yeah, like I mentioned earlier, the Duke storyline is pretty fun and we kind of assume where it eventually leads. But right now we're in the sweet spot of, wow, look at him go learning all this stuff from chase and, using all these classic wrestling moves and, and all sorts of stuff. Like where else do they, do they do promos where they just recite classic wrestling promos and their things as well? Like what else would you add to this thing? But uh, also like Damon Kemp, just, they just, they do their own best match ever every week where they yeah. just studying. <laughs> this was the best five stars. This, this was three and a half. Uh, yeah. I, that would be pretty funny, but they kind of do that in their, in their trivia question thing. Anyways, their, their quizzes, yeah. but uh, Damon Kemp, I guess, is just fodder at, at this point. Or or was this kind of like the red herring where Gulak says he was watching Duke, but really he was watching Damon Kemp? I, I think it's way more likely he's scouting Damon Kemp. And that could also be kind of nice for when, when if Roddy comes back, yeah, you know? Uh, for sure. Roddy Gulak, Roddy, the Roddy Kemp match you would feel happens at some point. But where is he? We're still on Roddy watch. Yeah, where's Roddy? Is he still in the wheelchair uh, in the hospital? Still Because his friends aren't even there anymore at the other place. So yeah. he might as well stay here, to be he honest. Might, yeah, like at, at some point you figure he he would want to have gone over. But at this point, it's like, no, no, just stay. You'll be you'll be great. Uh, I still think that Roddy and the Creeds could have been brought up as a unit on the main roster. Hell, with Ivy as well. Um, but going forward, it looks maybe like maybe this is just fantasy booking that if Roddy does come back in in still on screen wrestling position, that you would have him tangle with Gulak, with Kemp, with Charlie Dempsey, Regal Jr., and, and kind of that whole wrestling camp again. That's been Roddy's gimmick, so let's just continue with it. Like, I like wrestling and want a camp of wrestlers. Hmm. So next week, we've got the triple threat women's tag match with Ivy and Tatum versus Toxic Attraction versus Caden and Katana. We've got Carmelo Hayes versus Axiom. We've got New Day versus Briggs and Jensen for the NXT Tag Championships. Electra Lopez versus Indy Hartwell and Apollo Crews returns. So 
a couple of big matches next week. Um, definitely uh, has my interest a bit more than kind of the card this week, I'd say. Uh, absolutely. Carmelo Hayes and Axiom is, is going to be definitely much must watch. They also aired another January 10th promo for the New Year's Eve ball drop. And it's it's pretty clear that's Tiffany in the video with them like kind of panicking. Yeah. You see the blonde hair and with stuff. The blonde. So, yeah, I would imagine so. So uh, can't wait for Tiffany Stratton to make it happen one more time. And we go to our main event of the evening for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose taking on Roxanne Perez. Um, this is where kind of Booker is just kind of gushing over Roxanne Perez and even says she was the first ever ROH Women's Champion. So just when we think we're not going to hear about ROH too much anymore on Wednesdays, we hear it on Tuesday instead. Ring of Honor, what's that? Yeah. Um, also, they're putting over that Mandy is champion for 413 days. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, so Roxanne's coming in with an injured shoulder following the attack earlier by Mandy, and Mandy's just working away at that shoulder. Uh, Roxanne starts to come back, goes for a tilt wall into a side Russian leg sweep, but Mandy blocks it. Roxy drop kicks her in the stomach and follows up with the uppercut in the corner. And then Mandy just comes back with a big boot to the shoulder. There's a Frankensteiner off the top from Roxy for a two. And then uh, Mandy goes for kiss by a rose, but that's blocked. And then Mandy locks in like the LaBelle lock to Roxy. But Roxanne rolls back for a two count. And then Mandy hits her with kiss by a rose. One, two, Roxanne kicks out. And then Mandy goes for the angel wings, but Rox counters that into a pin attempt and then hits the pop rocks and new Roxanne Perez pins Mandy Rose and is your NXT women's champion. Yeah, pretty crazy here. Roxanne Perez dethroning Mandy Rose after 413 days as NXT women's champion. And uh, obviously Booker on commentary, her training her he's just in tears he's losing his mind he's chanting he's screaming it was uh it was a pretty fantastic moment uh and the, and and roxanne i mean like the story early on showing up being interrupted by waller getting beat up by mandy and still challenging her tonight and then coming back here kicking out of mandy's so far protected rose trigger kissed by a rose kicking out of that then hitting pop rocks and beating her it was it was pretty as perfect as you kind of needed it to be and putting a, a final end to that toxic reign uh, of Mandy Rose that I, I'm, I for one am pretty happy that we can, can finally move uh, on from that and go forward with Roxanne. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like I felt this is where we've been going. It was always, it was going to be Roxanne to take Mandy. And as long as this reign's been, I almost felt this, was a little sudden um like just announced at the beginning of the show that this match was happening the match didn't get too much time i didn't really feel there was that that drama or much of roxanne from fighting from underneath um i, I don't know I, I i felt this should have felt a bigger moment than it was for me and and i think maybe if this got like said five more minutes or something like that having those big near falls at the end, whereas it was just the the kick out from the 
the uh the knee and then pop rocks it, i don't know it, it didn't kind of feel as big as it should have for me but i am i am pleased we that this rain is over and we can move on with roxanne i imagine we'll get to roxanne and cora one more time for the title and i wouldn't be surprised if we see mandy show up in the rumble yeah that's exactly it uh mandy rose coming back to nxt was probably really good for her i know that she's had this title run but there's not a lot of memorable title matches defenses that really stand out because a lot like sorry but comparing back to when you know nxt was really hot with a lot of your main stories and characters were based around all the women they were the biggest draws of nxt and putting on like memorable moments and matches i can't really say the same thing about mandy rose's reign as much as i think she got better i would still like to see her in wwe i I think showing up in the rumble back on just put toxic attraction on the main roster at this point if you're still going to keep them as a as a unit but as far as the, the 413 days like yeah she defended the title and had lots of matches but a lot of them were were pretty much the same thing, and I can't really recall any off the top of my head. And it just felt like she just sat around with her friends in the toxic lounge for a lot of this thing. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, like not knocking Mandy Rose because she definitely has hustled and come a long way from from before. So, still, still want to you know see that go forward. And maybe toxic traction as a unit on the main roster will work even better, but. I'm just more happy. I, I agree. The moment didn't it felt it felt like, wait, why are we doing this right now? Aren't we doing this in like two weeks or the 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 special Tuesday night? But the fact that it finally ripped that band-aid off really quickly, I guess that's the way to do it. And now going forward, like you can have so many different options and way more interesting storylines with the women's championship. Obviously, Cora Jade Roxanne is where you think they would go probably at Vengeance Day, like one more time, but Hell, uh, bring back Miko. Where's Miko? Bring her back to Mako Satamora versus oh, yeah, Roxanne. Yeah. run that back. Uh, there's so many different well, Mako has a win over her as well, right? Exactly. So you could have that another story there, but yeah, I'm just happy that Roxanne, who I think is very impressive in the ring and super young, did they say she's 21? 21, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. She's she's old enough to celebrate tonight winning her NXT Women's Championship. So, uh, pop rocks. Yeah. Well, that was NXT this week. Um, Not a bad show. I wouldn't say any, like, memorable matches this week, but I think there was a lot of kind of movement pushing some stories forward. Um, I, But, yeah, I'm definitely way more excited about what they've got in store for next week. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like, there was some good stuff and there was some not-so-good stuff, but... They're definitely like they they had a really good show on Saturday with deadlines. So coming off that, like at least they're they did some things on this show that definitely have my interest going forward. And I think they needed to do that. And I'm I'm happy that they did. So I mean, like going forward, you got Roxanne being the new women's champ. You got possibly a triple threat for the North American Championship. Uh Braun and Waller, clearly the New Year's Evil match as well. So there's there's some good things going on. I'm I'm into it. Uh, I can't seem to get the feedback open here. So if you want to maybe go ahead with that. Absolutely. Uh, every week we post the feedback on the Poison Rana group. I had to stop myself there. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, find us on uh, Facebook, Poison Rana. There is a Facebook group that you will eventually find and lead you to. And we post up there. We go to Fire Frank who writes in, Shuey after Shuey after Shuey after Shuey. 
after Chewy. Shout out Roxanne ending the streak and pour one out for Mandy's reign. And then he posts uh, the emoji of the scripts writing scripts uh, emoji, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, Shoeys. Uh, I still have not never done a Shoey. But uh, I think I'm good. I'm thinking I'm all right. When like mm. something, when like, I can't think of any other big Australian wrestlers. Like Grayson Waller isn't necessarily one I would want to do a shoey for if he won like the title or something. But mm. if, if you heard it here first, if Grayson Waller wins the NXT championship from Braun Breaker, I will do a shoey. All right. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's happening. Uh, is that it for feedback this week? Oh, no, no, there's lots. We go to Corey, who also writes in, saw Mandy's reign ended. Finally. Wonder if it's because of her OnlyFans and because she got caught selling pretty damn explicit stuff on the side because this was a very quick title change otherwise. Uh, I saw people discussing the fact that uh, she was like, she does this even though she is with WWE. She does not have an OnlyFans. She runs her own uh, website, but uh, I don't necessarily see the uh relation kind of to that but uh okay uh cory continues saying uh wasn't exactly was wasn't this almost exactly the way Shayna lost hers in the less than 20 minute match against Rhea on the last live nxt of the year it's more likely that mandy and toxic are being called up to the main roster they're they've done all they can do in nxt which uh, i agree we go to Magan, who writes in oh i know he's he's been waiting for this day he's celebrating Megan writes in a lot. We love Megan. He writes, simply put, the writing's been on the wall after deadline. I was content waiting for New Year's Evil to see Mandy's 416-day run come to an end. And except it came early, Roxanne Perez capped off what is quite possibly the best rookie year of anyone in NXT by winning the NXT women's title roughly a year later after becoming Ring of Honor women's champion. Timing aside, it was the right call. The evil is defeated. We love to see it. Booker T must be a proud papa right now. <laughs> Megan <laughs> celebrating. He always writes in about Mandy's reign of terror. So um, I'm sure he's excited. Uh, we go to who else here? Let's see. Dylan. We have a lot here. Dylan writes in the reign of terror is over. Hats off to Roxanne. She deserves it. Axiom versus Mello next week. Take my money. Also loved Axiom showing a bit of personality in his interview tonight. Loving Duke Hudson and Chase U. Good, stupid, fun. Not sure if I'm hoping it turns heel or if I'm hoping he's genuine. Either way, was enjoying the ride. Papa Sean needs to get some new designs for the titles that don't have multicolored vomit on them. ASAP. <laughs> they still do have the, the color splash on them. But yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with all those points. I, I think we're just enjoying the ride of Duke Hudson uh, with Chase U. But we do have one more. I've. Uh, yeah, I've got it loaded up now, so okay, go for it. I can take Dave's. Uh, Dave says, first time in a long time tuning hey, in live." Whoa, whoa, hey. we haven't done that in a long, long time. First, first time, long time. Long time. <laughs> uh, and it's all thanks to WWE being on one of the biggest streaming pl platforms in Australia. Now we also get the pay per views for free. Good little show off the back of Deadline. Roxanne winning is the biggest relief, but I guess the main roster is going to be jacked with another heel stable. Was it a fever dream? But did Sonya have some involvement with toxic attraction that went nowhere? Also, love the new podcast. It's the perfect Monday listen. Thank uh, you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Yes, actually, that's what we were aiming for. So some 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 people got something to listen to on Mondays. That was legit why we 
Well, we kind of picked to do it. So, hey, thank you, Dave. And thanks, everyone, writing in there in the feedback. Join that Poison Rana Facebook page, the Facebook group. Follow us on all the socials and all that stuff. We always love uh, interacting with all you people out there. Yes, I want to do one final plug uh, for the Facebook group and for our Patreon, uh, because we have just put out our list for Best Match Ever 2022. So polling is now open there's a whole load of matches there to choose from, and I want you to send me your top 10 in order from that list. I'm sorry if you really like to match that isn't on the list. You can put it as an honorable mention, but it doesn't count in the polling. <laughs> so go to the Poison Rana group and cast your votes. And unless something spectacular happens that winter is coming or in the next couple of weeks... Uh, where we might make an amendment, that is the list moving forward. So it's always a great time of year to kind of reflect and look at all the fantastic wrestling that's happened. So go and check out the list and check out some of those matches that maybe you haven't seen that are on there. Absolutely. This is a great time of the year as a wrestling fan to like look back. And we do so many different shows. We're going to be, we're honored to be joining John and Way for a best of worst of show in the coming weeks. Definitely check out post wrestling for updates on that, but we will be joining them, but we'll also be doing a best match ever part one and part two, where, yeah, we get a lot of our patrons and you listeners to help vote and create a list. And then we go through all the matches, review them, chat about them, re review rate, and then pick our matches of the year, which is all uh, a whole bunch of fun. So can't wait for that. So get your, your picks in. Cause I have the list. I, I was thinking about starting tonight, watching some of these ones back. Cause there's a lot like match of the year could easily be, you know, Okada Osprey, but it, it could also be Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville. There's, there's different ways you can go this year. Uh, how so. do you, how do you split yeah. those two apart? It's, right. Yeah. It's really tough. So uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to us. Talk about NXT. You can check out poison Rana on our own feed. Go check it out uh, this week on the free feed. I'm going to be doing a show all about nothing with Jordan Goodman from the wellness policy. It's just me and him talking about nothing but i'm going to give it to you guys for free this thursday on the poison rana feed as well so go check out that on the detox but five bucks a month patreon.com slash poison rana you get access to almost 500 shows retro wrestling pay-per-view reviews movie reviews all that fun stuff and home alone 2 with john pollock this weekend it's going to be a whole lot of fun stuff but as always check out the socials and all that stuff Thanks to anyone who followed the, the new Instagram and the new TikTok and, and hell, the Twitter anyways, but at Poison Rana Pod on all of those. But thank you, guys. That's it. That's all. I think we can get out of here now. Uh, we can, feel? yes. How are you feeling? You all right? I'm all right. I'm okay. I could do this all day. I could do this yeah. all day. Thank you, guys. I, myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me Twitter, Instagram, hell, even TikTok, at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. <clears throat> oh, I'm. Oh boy, I better go do. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh I did one. No. I'm fine. I swear I did. No. I'm fine. The line was faint. No, I'm joking. Uh, that's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye, and be safe. Ahoy. Oh, 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.